The Culture Pop Podcast is brought to you by the Law Offices of Jacob Imrani. Accident or injury, call Jacob Imrani, call Jacob. Hey, it's Mace. If you or a friend or loved one is injured in an accident, the first person you should call is my friend Jacob. When I did this, Jacob was great. He helped me by talking through the next steps, which really put my mind at ease. When you're injured in an accident, you got to have an expert. That's why you call Jacob, just like I did. Call Jacob, 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. Or visit calljacob.com. Call Jacob. Hey everybody, welcome to the Culture Pop Podcast. I'm Steve Mason along with Sue Kalinsky. Sue, how you feeling? What are you doing? What's life like? Tell me. Well, I'm just glad that I got out of New York in the nick of time. Oh my God, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, it happened. Well, I don't know if it happened in the morning, like Wednesday morning. When did morning. you fly out? I flew out Tuesday afternoon, like late afternoon. It must have hit the, like Wednesday, right? Yeah, so I woke up in the morning and it looked like the apocalypse. The apocalypse, and I'm like, "Oh my god! If I'd stayed one more day, yep, I'd probably still be there." Oh, I know. Yeah, my uh, aunt Linda, who just had uh, just beat cancer. Oh, congratulations, congratulations sir. Aunt Linda, a regular listener to the podcast. Kidding? I don't think she knows how to <laughs> log on to a podcast. But well, she had, she's a long time not listener. Correct. So she had a part of her lung removed as part of her cancer surgery. And so now she can't breathe at all. She's got an M95 mask. She's in Altoona, Pennsylvania. It is so central Pennsylvania. It is just as sooty there. Probably not as New York, but it's very, very sooty in the air. So someone was complaining about Canada and saying they should be responsible to pay for whatever damages or, you know, it's like, and they're like pissed off at Canada. And it was like, it's a wildfire. Yeah. I mean, really? You, I mean, you pissed I'm off sure, at Canada about I'm that? I'm sure some of our Northern California wildfire stuff went up to Canada, right? Absolutely. I mean, this is act of God, right? I mean, this is just, it's a mess, but I don't think you can blame Canada. Although there is a good song in the South Park movie. Blame Canada. Yeah, blame Canada. Exactly. So right. I think that's where part of that's coming from. But it's very funny. Canada is America's hat. No, I don't think this person even knew about the song. I think it was just <laughs> some disgruntled American just wanting to blame another country for, yeah. for something. So I want to point out now we are on Spotify, on Apple and on YouTube. And a lot of you guys are watching on YouTube, which we appreciate a lot. Uh, go to YouTube.com and search the Culture Pop podcast and we will pop right up. But so for YouTube people, Sue, I want to bounce a couple of things off you here. Okay, you ready? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, tell me what you think of uh, this. <laughs> I think it's a little juvenile. <laughs> <laughs> Got a you cartoon look, behind you. You kind of look like like you're in a cartoon. Yeah, that's what I was going for. How but, about but this? It's, it's kind of cute. How about this? I'm Batman. Um, I'm not. I'm not really into this. I'm not like feeling the other one that. Better. Not feeling hey, that. This one. is. How about this one? This is. Uh, this has got. It's the Northern Lights. What do you think of the Northern Lights in the background? Uh, completely really distracting. Distracting, and I feel like I just hit. Took a hit of acid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the one I'm going to go with. Ready? There. <laughs> you don't like that either? No, I I actually I actually like I think the first one's kind of cute, but um hmm. 
You don't like the movie theater? We're showing virtual backgrounds, by the way, if you're listening on Twitter. What about that? <laughs> no, that's weird. It's clouds, but it's clouds. it, looks like, it, clouds it, it looks like a bunch of white snails. How about that? Bunch of great movie performances. That is very distracting. <laughs> right. <laughs> like Darth Vader and uh, Woody from Toy Story are right in the middle. All right. So I'm going to go with uh, this. Oh, no. okay. I, yeah. You like that? That's also movement. No, I'm not going to do that. I'll just go to the normal blurred background like I've been doing. All right. Fine. I like that. Yeah. This? Yeah. Yes, I do. Thank you. you. You look good in blue. Thank you. Thank you. So it is Sue's news time. Sue's news. And Sue, uh, what have what have you whipped up for us? Well, actually, I want to talk about a situation that happened when I was in New York. Okay. And I want to get your take on how you deal with situations like this, if you've been in situations like okay. this. Okay, got it. So I, for some reason, have this uncanny, I, I wouldn't say ability, but it's just an uncanny attraction to people who talk too much talk too much talk too much okay and i think yeah, some of it narcissism some of it maybe people who um just don't get out much or <laughs> just don't talk to a lot of people whether they have a young child and you know uh and just most of their day is filled with that so with they baby need stuff and then when they break out they're like chat 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 they're just making up for all the conversation that they couldn't have okay so when i was in new york name names i'm not going to name the person's name <laughs> But I went, you know, I went to New York to shoot some of the documentary. We did a uh, New York memorial for Silver, the subject. Nice. And we did it at this really, really cool room, which is actually above where the original improvisation was. Okay. Right? So there were, you know, it was great. I mean, a lot of, you kind of felt like you were at the improv back in New York. That's cool. Because the, the door uh, leading into the theater, it's a bunch of, of like, um, what are they called? Like box theaters yeah. seats, like maybe 60 people. Sure. So there were maybe three of them. So the one that we were in, the door leading in was reminiscent of the door that was off the stage at the improv. Very cool. Which we used to use as jokes. You know, sometimes a comedian would open the door and if someone was walking by, they'd have a conversation. Sometimes maybe pull the person in. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, comedian would kick somebody from the showroom out if they were being distracting, <laughs> heckling or whatever. So, so it kind of had that feel because people, you know, got there late. Um, people, you know, went back and forth onto the stage to go to the bathroom. So you really felt like you were in the club. Yeah. So there was a guy who I don't really know that well. Okay. And um, after the show, we went to a bar. And, you know, sometimes you're in like a at, at a table and it's a long table and you end up at the part of the table where the kind of shitty conversation is going on. Right? Yeah. Like you're you, like you hear all this laughter going on at the other end of the table. Yes. And and you're stuck with somebody who is just a downer, a, yeah, kind of a downer. And, and so anyway, so I'm stuck with this guy. Okay. And ironically, um, I had. Uh, I, I got there a little bit later. So when I got there, he said, oh, take my seat because I'm leaving in a minute. In a minute? In a minute. I'm going to okay. be leaving in a minute. Got it. And he proceeded to stay 
for uh, like 15 more minutes yeah. and like hijacked me. And, and, and he was basically doing a monologue about stand up and how, you know, where he fits in and stand up. And it was just complete narcissistic dribble. Okay. And I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm looking for an out. It, well, it's, 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 it's like, I'm looking for an out and it's, it's like, like jump rope, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get in. I'm, I'm trying to, you're you know, trying to get into the conversation, trying to, I'm trying to talk and there's no, there's no lead way in. Okay. And so I was thinking that, you know, they, they put a pitch clock in baseball now. <laughs> and I think they need a pitch clock in conversation with people. It's a very good idea. It's a very good idea. Um, so what do you, what do you do? What what have you done when you you've been in the situation? Okay, like so I know what it's like to be the the you in the situation. Right, right. So I I've got um you know they call it buttonholing. You know you mm-hmm. get buttonholed into a conversation and right. You know it's you know where that comes from. That's literally what Lyndon Johnson used to do to Congress people when he was trying to uh, talk them into a bill. He would buttonhole them. He'd actually grab them right here and pull them. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, you get buttonholed. Um, I find that the easiest thing to do is to, at some point, say, it has been great talking to you. I got to talk to Julie right now, but great, great talking to you. Something like that. Now, would that have worked? Um, yeah, I guess it probably would. So what I did was I said I have to go to the bathroom. Good, good call. And went to the bathroom, didn't go to the bathroom, but just went to the okay. bathroom. Got and then I just walked outside and I called Tom. <laughs> oh, nice. So you just, you just basically vacated. I vacated. And, and I allowed talked to, him to go. Right. And I could see inside the bar. <laughs> so I waited. And you're waiting for him to leave. I waited for him to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I find my, I mean, you know, I talked for three and a half hours a day. And then I get this show too. I find myself talking a lot. And yesterday I went into the show and I had been off for a couple of days and I go in and we have a, this thing called crosstalk. So it was me, Ireland, Travis Rogers, and Alan Sliwa. And the four of us are supposed to be talking. So we get about uh, five minutes into it. And I say, you know, does anybody else want to talk here? Because I'm talking a lot. I think I've been talking the entire time. So I can get into that nonstop talk mode. So I do understand that guy. But there are people that you just don't like. There have been people that I've avoid. I avoid being seated next to them. Right. Like, because I know they're talkers. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I, I sympathize. Um, now, will, is this somebody you will hang out with in the future? Is this somebody you consider a friend? No. No, not at all. No. Well, they Good. live in New York, first of all. And, yeah. it's, you know, they're, they're actually, a, 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 you know, he's a lovely person. Yeah. You know, I just really don't, didn't really know him and had no idea that he talks so much. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, because I, I talked to him a little bit, right, right, actually right after the memorial, we went to a, a diner that we used to hang out at when we used to perform at the club. Right. So, um he was, I talked to him for a very short period of time when we were there. So that was really like the only time that I ever talked to him. Um, so when I got to the bar and he and, started jammering and he wouldn't shut up, I was like, Oh my God, did you just 
change from like <laughs> from, an hour ago. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, but, you know, Tom and I, you know, we went on a camping trip recently and, and I, we had a situation there too. And I think sometimes people, I don't know whether they just can't like read the room. And there are certain places where I think conversation really needs to be at a minimum. Like we were, you know, we were camping and then we took a hike and it was just yap, 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 yap the entire yeah. hike. And for me, when I go on a hike, it's just so counter to like just kind of being relaxed in nature, in nature you know, it, I guess it would be the equivalent of being in nature and you were with a parrot that didn't shut up. <laughs> It's so, just talking and, t- and it's like, I know, I know you're a, a bird. You're from the, you know, you're in the bird family, yes. you know? So this is your domain. You're yep. outside amongst, you know, nature, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. we were at this great um, mineral springs out in desert hot springs and it's, it, there are signs up say, you know, be quiet, be mindful, all that kind of stuff. So here's this guy and he's got his phone and he's got it on speaker and he's having a conversation like this. And so you're hearing both ends of the conversation because he's on speaker. I'm like, what is going on here? This is a, like a spa kind of space and you are nonstop talking. So I had, and then the debate is, well, do you say anything about it? And of course I don't. Uh, I went up to the lobby and I said, could you go down there and talk to that guy? Cause he's talking on his phone too much. So I didn't have to come across as the bad guy, but right. yeah, people anymore. I don't know. Where did we get to in life where the etiquette is you're allowed to talk to somebody on speakerphone? Right. It's like, no, I, I, I understand. I have to hear your part of the conversation. I don't need to hear their part also. So I, I think that's a huge uh, politeness issue. Right. Well, even people that just talk on the phone in general, even if it's not on speaker, oh, yeah. they have a tendency to talk louder than they would if the person was, if they were talking to someone in person. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, I pretty much have a big mouth when people are doing things that I think are inappropriate. Will and you say something? Yes. And I, I did. I, I was at a, I was at a, a pizza place with Tom. Uh, near our house. And it was a place that we, we frequented. Right. And there were maybe four people in the place. It was Tom and I and two other people. One guy was sitting at a counter that overlooked the outside of the place. And another woman was sitting at a table by herself. And when we walked in, it was like stereo people talking on the phone. Right, so right. I just kind of like was giving them both the stink eye. Yeah. The guy, on, at the counter, stop talking. He got off the phone. He okay. totally got my my vibe. Right. The woman wouldn't shut up, and I actually said I was said loud enough for her to hear. I said to Tom, "I cannot believe that this is happening. <laughs> it's like how, how is somebody so oblivious, disres- oblivious, and disrespectful to someone's space? It's like you're not in your." house right and she obviously heard me and she turned and she said to me well you're lucky that you have somebody to have dinner with she's trying to make me she turned it around on you yes that's clever and well i looked at her and i said look you know i'm i'm you know then you know why don't you take it to go 
and go <laughs> and go home. You know, because this is not your private restaurant. Right. And it's really, really loud. And she said, well, you know, well, what if I was, you know, sitting here with somebody? I said, yeah, but you're not. You're not sitting there with somebody. So don't give me, you know, like examples of, of what could be, yeah. you know. Why don't you tell the, then why don't you tell the person you're on the phone with to come down and have a conversation and, with you? Right. And, and, and show up. And so you have a date for your dinner. And, you know, the person who worked there is kind of like looking at me like she couldn't tell the person to be quiet. Right. I mean, some, sometimes the people that work in places can't tell the person to be quiet. Um, but then, then it got into like, you know, like an F you, F you, you know, it was. Oh, you know, it turned into that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, I avoid all. I mean, I don't want any part of any of that. I don't want to be, you know, uh, caught up in a situation where I'm complaining about somebody and then it turns into a fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm like not <laughs> in for that. I am so not in for that. I'm like, right. I am conflict avoidant. I do right. not want that conflict. Right. I don't know if I would do it now. I mean, it was, it was years ago, but, um, yeah, I, 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 you know, sometimes I just, I guess I just don't understand how people can behave in a way that is just so rude. I, I, right. I just, I, I just don't get it sometimes, but you know, people are, people are, people are. All right. So I don't know if you heard about this, but I guess Pete Davidson and uh, Colin Jost. Okay. Did you know that they bought? Um, yeah, they a bought a a boat in a, Staten, a ferry. A, they they bought a, this uh, a boat that was decommissioned the Staten Island ferry. Yeah. So they got it for like two hundred and eighty thousand dollars at an auction. Okay. Right. And I guess just recently they were just thinking about, it and it was like. Pete Davidson said, I have no idea what's going on with this thing. Yeah. He said, me and Colin were very stoned a year ago <laughs> and <laughs> bought the ferry, figuring out that, you know, hopefully one day, you know, they would transform it. And, and <laughs> by the way, Pete lives in Staten Island. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and then he says we would, you know, we would transform it and, you know, so we can, um, you know, get the fuck out of there and can stop paying for it. Right. Okay. Right. So I, my question to you is, have you ever gotten so high that you did something so ridiculous? Okay. Whether you, whether you bought something or you just did something completely ridiculous. So I generally don't do much when I get stoned. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm one with the couch. I can tell you this, this one thing happened. Um, so we've got patio furniture out in the back and. Juan never uses cannabis. One night he chose to. So I pass him the joint. He takes a puff and all of a sudden my chair becomes completely unhinged and I fall on the ground like the chair breaks. <laughs> and, and Juan says, well, if this, would, if this is what it's like to get stoned, I'm going to do it all the time because that was hilarious. And I'm like, I could have been seriously injured in that. Uh, so, but I don't think I do much, literally don't do much, except have long rambling phone conversations. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, when I'm stoned. What about you? Um, probably the, one of the most foolish things I did. I went golfing, uh, years ago with, uh, the late great Kevin Meany. Oh, yeah. And we used to smoke pot a lot when we okay. would golf. So, 
uh, after, you know, we took a couple of hits, I am getting ready to, to putt. Mm -hmm. And, um, I never put my ball back down on the ground. I just had my <laughs> marker. You just had your marker. And we, oh, we also, we were golfing with a stray, some guy we didn't know. So, yeah. um, you know, he was kind of an older guy yep. and I don't know. And, and Kevin had one of those one hitters that looked like a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he just thought we were smoking a cigarette. I don't know. So <laughs> I lining it up and, and I'm standing over the ball and I'm just like practicing my swing and, and I'm going to hit. And then I look and I see that I, I don't have the ball there. <laughs> and I just kind of like sheepishly, I look up and the guy is like looking at me like I am insane. And I was like, okay, pardon me. And I went in my pocket, got the ball and put it back down. By the way, little known Kevin Meany story. Mm -hmm. Okay. So New Year's Eve 2000, when it's turning 2000, when in fact we were working in New York then. And I flew my mom and dad in to see it turn 2000. And we went to Caroline's mm -hmm. and Caroline's the act, the headliner for New Year's Eve was Kevin Meaning. So I remember him very fondly. That was a really great night all the way around, including, you know, the ball coming down and, you know, Y2K not killing us and all this stuff uh, with uh, turning New Year. But he's what an unbelievable performer. He said one of the funniest things, he was performing one night in this, in a, I think at a pretty big theater, and some guy had a heart attack mm. during his show Yeah, and, and actually died. No. Right? Yes. Oh, wow. And he said to people, I killed. Uh, of course. <laughs> so obvious yet. Yeah, of course. Right. right. We were at anyway. a, uh, a play called Wit. Do you remember the play Wit? Yes. Did did we go together? Maybe we went. I think together. we did because something happened. Someone died. Someone Correct. had a heart attack. Someone yeah. had a heart attack. A heart attack in the middle of the show. And what's weird is it's a show about someone dying, and then this guy is literally fighting for his life, and we don't know whether to help him or to pay attention to the stage. I think I wound up getting up and going out to the lobby, but it was a surreal experience. And yeah, he did. He did also die. Well, there's a very, very famous very, story. Great show, though. That's a great show. It was a great show. And as, as a side note, it was <laughs> a great show. <laughs> it was a killer show. Um, so I don't know if, do you remember the comedian Dick Sean? Dick Sean. That's going way back for me. It's going way, way back. So yeah. um, Dick Sean was on stage one night and he was having a heart attack, but he was kind of a a physical comedian and... So he was like holding his chest and everybody thought it was part of his act. Oh. And he had a massive heart attack and died. And died? Yes. Wow. And everybody thought he was joking. Yeah. No, that's, you can't joke about yeah. that. Yeah. So he died on the stage? Yes. Oh my God. Right. Oh, and that's as another one. side note, my yeah. uh, six degrees of dick sean my father was an interior decorator in long island new york yeah and um he decorated dick sean's uh home uh, he had a like an unbelievably beautiful home out in dick's hills and very wealthy part of long island and dick sean never paid him oh really yeah so yeah uh, by the way uh, six degrees of uh of dick sean i seven degrees i still don't get there <laughs> <laughs> i got no chance getting to 
<laughs> Dick Sean by degree. All righty. I'm putting that in my act, by the way. <laughs> All right. So this is just kind of a, a goofy story. And I don't okay. even know how people even come up with even doing something like this. But this uh, woman in, in Scotland right, trained her cocker spaniel. Got it. How to take coins one by one and put them in a piggy peck to wow. get into the Guinness Book of World Records. And so the dog did 23. Yep. That's in impressive. A mi- in a minute. In a minute. But the crazy thing is yeah. it beat another dog that did it. There was actually another dog that did it. Before in history. Before, yes. So this dog broke another dog's record. Oh, that's impressive. Of 18. Yeah. Right? But it's, so go ahead. So, no, what were you going to say? Oh, I, I was going to say, because it's always been my goal to get into the Guinness Book of World Records. Like oh. I thought all kinds, I mean, I, wouldn't that be cool? I, that would be one you could tell your kids about. If, you, if I had kids, I'd tell them all about it. Have you thought of what you would do to get in? Uh, yeah, we, we talked about uh, World's Longest Handshake. What do you mean which, we? What, who's we? Uh, well, around the show, my show. Oh, okay. Yeah, around the radio show. So, world's longest handshake. I think it's 156 hours. Like, could you hold? Could you shake someone's hand for that long? It it can be done. I think it's like one that's doable. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. That's a I long saw. Time. I saw one where um, guys got a catcher's mitt and they throw tennis balls to him, and he catches them in the catcher's mitt, and he right. caught like 110 in 60 seconds. That one I think is out of out of reach. Right. Um, but the, 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 uh, the addendum to the story is oh, yeah. that, that not only is the dog whose um, name is Leo, not only did he do this, <laughs> yeah. right? He, yeah, he's a, he's a painter. <laughs> he's a tennis <laughs> player. And he even can do CPR. <laughs> so how does it make you feel when your dog is more accomplished than you. That is very funny. Um, you know, my dogs are not the slightest bit trained. Um, they don't, like, if I say, come here, Ron won't come. Yes, either um, will Tucker. Yeah, I mean, if I if I pet Sophie, then Ron will come because he sees there are pets going on. Right. Uh, you throw a tennis ball, uh, Ron goes and gets it, takes it over to some couch somewhere and I never see it again. I mean, I, my dogs are so untrained. So for them to do anything would be absolutely amazing, but they're not more. Sophie, Sophie has lived a really long life. I I think being 17 probably is very accomplished. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. uh, Tucker's pushing 17. Oh, wow. But, and you would think, (laughs) you would think as a dog, because as we get older, we get wiser. You yes, know? correct. But I, it's really not so much with a dog. No, no, they. You know? no, like I don't think like like yeah like Tucker Tucker never comes. He stares at me, and right. I'm like, it's basic. This is yeah. a basic dog command. You know, I'm yeah. not asking you to tell time. I'm just like, <laughs> like just come to me. Come here. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let me throw something weird at you. you ready? Yeah. yeah. So. This this is a bit of a downer topic, but that's all right. So I have said for a long time that I have been pre-grieving Sophie. Yeah. You know, where you're sort of bracing yourself and getting ready for, because it's going to happen. 
And Juan won't listen to this, but it's probably going to happen in the next year or so. Yeah. Um, but I've been pre-grieving so that I don't take it so hard. Does that make any sense with you? Yeah, it makes total sense. And honestly, you know, I have pre-grieved every dog sometimes like after a couple of years, just because I know yeah. that their time here is not that long. Yeah. And yeah, it's such a strange thing because I always compare having a, a dog with having a kid. And, and people get very upset about people that. People get upset about that. Yeah. Well, they'll get upset. They'll get upset by what I'm going to say next. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's what they're going to get upset about. But but it's it's kind of like, like if you're like, you know, God forbid your kid dies, but like if your kid dies, like, or if your kid was sick, you wouldn't be like thinking, okay, I can't, you know, what's my next kid going to be? Right. Well, be- you know, yeah, y- you know, and, and with dogs, sometimes I feel guilty when I think about what's my next dog going to be. Cause I, I think about that because, you know, Tucker's 16 and a half. Sure. Well, we're going to get a third one. So I'm on adopt a dog all the time. And that technically oh, okay. is Sophie's replacement before Sophie even goes. I know, it just I'm, makes me I'm feel so free grieving, and I've got her replacement ready to go. Love yourself. I, I know. It's like, you know, I'll be walking with Tucker and I'll see another dog and it's like, oh, that would be a cute dog to have. And it's like, oh, no, I hope you can't read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but I, I, one other thing I wanted to ask you, because we okay. were talking about a, a dog being able to do cool things. Yes. If you could teach your dog one thing to do. What would it be like? Like for me, I wouldn't try to teach my dog to put coins in a piggy bank. No, that would not be my first choice no. either. What? What? What would you do? What? What is something that you wish your dog could do? Play fetch. I've never had a dog that plays fetch. I throw the ball. They take the ball. They run away with it. And no, no dog. None of my dogs have ever brought the ball back to me. It's so friggin' annoying. And I don't know if I was supposed to train them to play fetch or what it is, but. Hollis, Sophie, Enzo, Fredo, take the ball run. Okay. I'm not talking about dog tricks. Oh, I'm not talking dog about, tricks. Like, like for me, I wish I could train my dog <laughs> okay. how to scratch my back. <laughs> That's actually very nice. Right. That's very I mean, nice. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it, it's only fair because I scratch my dog. All the time. It's payback. And there are times where it's like, okay, well, well, why don't you scratch my back now? Oh, yeah. Or I don't really, not, not the belly. I don't yeah. want the belly. I know but you, you would like, like the to belly. be petted by your dog. Not petted. I want him to scratch my back. Scratch your back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the one thing that even when Tom scratch my, scratches my back, mm-hmm. <laughs> from the minute he starts, I'm already anticipating when he's going to stop. Oh, really? So you can't like, even know, enjoy it. You're like pre-grieving the, scra- I'm the scratching. i back scratching. <laughs> I know it's going to be short-lived. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and there are times where I kind of act like my dog, like 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 Charlie. If you were um, scratching Charlie, yeah, he would take his, and you would stop. Sure. He would take his paw and like more, 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 more. more. Yeah. And I'm always like with Tom. Do you ever do like, that with Tom? More, I'm always, more, I'm, more. Yeah, more, more, more. <laughs> you know, this is, you know, this is ridiculous, you know? <laughs> yeah. So anyway. All right. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> no, that was fun. That was fun. 
Um, I'm going to see you on Saturday for the Mandy Awards. Yes, I'm very excited. And uh, you're I'm, the only I'm, one that has seen what I'm wearing. Yes, and um, I'm not going to show you what I'm wearing, but I'm going to get pretty fancy. Are you? Nice. I am. I'm excited. I'm excited to see you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I want to let everybody know that if you're watching on YouTube, you can subscribe to this channel, which we appreciate a lot. If you're uh, searching for us on YouTube, go to YouTube and search Culture Pop Podcast and we will pop up. Uh, there's some really good ones on there right now. Um, and you can, of course, uh, follow us on Apple and Spotify and subscribe to the podcast there. Um, and feel free to leave a comment. I, you know, uh, you can leave comments on our YouTube uh, videos, which is uh, very cool when you do that. I got uh, somebody complained that I was completely wrong about something on uh, one of our previous shows. What was it? Do you remember? Yeah. Pat Benatar was not dressed as a waitress when she went out to the street and started dancing in Love is a Battlefield. I've combined Chrissy Hind, Brass in Pocket, with okay. Pat Benatar, Love is a Battlefield. But somebody, okay. we, we lost a viewer that day. He was so upset. No. You no, think I, that he, I have no idea. No. no idea. I'm sure he's still oh, in. I'm sure I've said, you know, like someone's going to say, Dick Sean didn't die on stage. <laughs> Um, All right. Well, there you have it. There's your Culture Pop Podcast. Sue, it's great seeing you. Thank you very much. And we will see everybody next time on the Culture Pop Podcast.